0: And <laughs> <the meat> <laughs> <body> <laughs> first. Yes. Okay, so let's see. We were... We had done the two stealthy figures, crept around the couch and into the kitchen. One intruder was tall and quite thin and moved like a young man. What are our connections? Ann and, 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 and Yep. That's not contrasty enough. I want a contrasty color. Um, and so the per, uh, well, let's start with the second and, because that's going to be easy. Um, if we look at the stuff that comes after the and, the second and, we have a verb, moved, and a verb phrase, moved, and a. Um, and a predicate moves like a young man. Which one of those is a conjunct? Okay, we know we do that by checking the stuff in front of the and, right? It can't be being conjoined with a. Uh, it can't be what's being conjoined are two verbs because thin is not a verb here, right? <coughs> there is a verb, you know, because thin a liquid or something, but that's not what this one is. Um, can't be a verb phrase because, well, thin is not a verb. Uh, or an adverb, for that matter. So it's going to be a predicate. So it's going to be this whole thing here. And that means we're looking for a predicate that comes before it. What's the predicate that comes before it? Was tall and quite thin. So, those are our two predicates. Each predicate is functioning as a conjunct. And so that's our whole conjunction. Now that whole big conjunction, which is a predicate, what's it functioning as, what's its function? Yeah, predicates only have two functions in English. One of them is to be a conjunct and the other one is to be a predicate. The, the predicates inside this are conjuncts. The big one is uh, the predicate for the clause. Now we look at the second, the uh, first and, pardon me, and that and, we're going to do it another color so we don't get confused. Um, that and has, um, comes before quite and before thin, uh, quite thin, pardon me, not before thin. Um, notice that we don't have to go anything beyond that because once we've got to the end of this predicate, right, this and which is inside here, can't include stuff without that. So we're only going to look inside here. So we've got an and, we've got a quite or a quite thin. Can we be joining something to quite? No. No, it would have to be another adverb, but we don't have one. So it's got to be being conjoined with quite thin. What's conjoined with quite thin? Tall. Tall. That means that that whole thing is our conjunction, our coordination. Um, and what have we coordinated there? Structurally, what are adjective. they? Adjective. OK, adjective adjective tall, phrases. adjective phrases. Because quite thin is an adjective phrase, tall, we must be conjoining at the adjective phrase level. So tall can be an adjective phrase too. So this is an ad- adjective phrase. And what's the function of the big coordination? Was tall and quite thin. me, not was. Tall and quite thin. What's that doing? Right. You ask exactly the same questions you ask of any other adjective phrase. Is it inside a noun phrase? Is it inside a noun phrase? Thank you. No. So it must be some kind of a predicate adjective phrase that means either it's a subject complement or an object complement. Is it? Is there an object for it to be talking about? What's it telling us about? What's it asserting things about? The intruder. The intruder, which is what? The subject. The subject. So this must be a? The subject complement. Subject complement. And notice we can also just, we can do a shortcut with was because we've got a rule of thumb, right? That is when we have a form of B is our lexical verb, and we've identified something as a predicate adjective, we know it has to be a subject complement because the B can't take any kind of an object. So when B is the main verb, there's not going to be a direct object in the clause. Okay. He crouched by the stove and was searching the cupboard containing the pots and pans. So what are our, four, our conjunctions? in And. And. Thank you. Okay, we've got two, two ands. Notice that and is the, the most common um, coordinated conjunction in this text. That's because it's the most co- it's the, the highest frequent frequency coordinated conjunction. Period. It's just the most common one you'll find in any text. Um, let's pick the second one because we only have one word there, right after it. So we know what one of the conjuncts has to be. One of the conjuncts has to be hands. It's all that's available. So what is it being conjoined to? Okay, let's, let's think about it for a second. It could be, it could be being conjoined to the pots. Because you could say stuff like women and, you know, those children should be taken care of or something equally bizarre. Um, where you can coordinate uh, uh, an indefinite noun phrase with a definite noun phrase. Is that how you're interpreting it? Is that how you interpret this? Right, they're both interpreted as definite. That means the the goes with both of them. In order for the the to go with both of them, it has to be coordinated, pots and pans have to be coordinated to make a big noun that can then be modified by the. So, the other conjunct is pots. And that gives us, that gives us two nouns which coordinate to make a bigger noun. So what's the function of that noun? What do nouns do? That's noun phrases, what do nouns do? Okay, they're the heads of noun phrases. So the function of this is to be the head of a noun phrase. This is a noun that's a function, the the head of the noun phrase, the pots and pans. The head of that noun phrase is pots and pans. So that's a head. Notice that nouns only have two functions. They can be conjuncts as each of the individual nouns here. Pot is a conjunct, pan is a conjunct. Um, and then together they make a big noun filling the other function being the head of a noun phrase so together they're the head together of the they're, they're the head of the noun phrase the pots and pans right. um, let's see the, the one but the end before that this end um, right before it we get stove right after it we get what that should tell us instantly that we're not coordinating stove to something and we're not coordinating was to something. Why? Because there's no level at which stove and was belong to the same category. So we have to get to the bigger construction. Um, so on coming after the end, we have after was, we have was searching, that verb phrase. That doesn't help us too much because stove remains a noun. And we go up one with stove, we get to the stove. And that's a noun phrase. And so we have a noun phrase and a verb phrase, and we can't coordinate those. Can't be that. So now we're going to go up to the next level. What's the next level for the stuff after uh, the, the conjunction? Searching yeah. the cupboard. Can All the way. The pots and pans. Yeah. Notice that containing the pots and pans modifies the it modifies cupboard. So it's inside the noun phrase with it. So when we're doing the, the, the was searching thing, was searching the cupboard containing the pots and pans, that's the whole thing. What is that thing? That's a predicate. What's the predicate? Is there a predicate that comes before the end? Crouched by the stove. So we've got two predicates, and that's what's being coordinated. The predicate crouched by the stove and the predicate was searching the cupboard containing the pots and pans. Can I ask a question? You I'm, sure can. Okay. I love questions. They make me happy. I, My instinct would have been to, to coordinate both the verb phrases crouched by the stove and was searching. Okay. Crouched by the stove, is that a verb phrase? It's a predicate, right? It's, it's a verb that plus that its modifier. A okay. verb okay. phrase, remember, is a lexical verb oh. plus, um, plus its modifiers and complements, and object yeah. modifiers and complements. Okay. So once you have a verb phrase on one side, you got to find a different phrase. So if it was he was crouching and was searching, then you could right. coordinate those exactly. phrases. Exactly. But, but notice the implication there. If I say something like, um, "He was skipping and singing happy songs to himself," right? that cannot be a coordination of the two verb phrases "was skipping" and "was singing." Why? Because you can't skip happy songs to yourself right? So if you're coordinating it to the entire predicate, then what has to be on the other side is an entire predicate. And notice that what's skipping, since it has no objects, complements, or modifiers, is an entire predicate.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: okay. so we've got a big predicate here. That's what its structure is, it's a predicate. And what's its function? It's a predicate. Remember that some things, when they're not coordinating, are one-to-one with their other functions, right? Predicate is one-to-one. Nouns are one-to-one with heads. Verb phrases are one-to-one with verb phrases. Prepositions are one-to-one with prepositions. Um, There's a lot of things where what we have are many-to-many relationships, where we have a number of different structures that can fill a number of different functions. But other than conjunct, predicates can only be <laughs> Other than conjunct, nouns can only be heads of noun phrases. Other than conjunct, adjectives can only be heads of adjective phrases. Adjective phrases can be lots of different things, but adjectives can only be heads of adjective phrases. Uh, the other intruder was decidedly female and she was rapidly opening and closing the drawers under the main work area. So what are our, what are our um, conjunctions? <laughs> And 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 okay. Let's go with the first one this time for the share a fun of it. Um, she is a pronoun. What's it doing here? It's a yeah, it's the subject of what? <coughs> right. Everything after that. Okay. So we've got what? Well, we got a subject and a predicate. What do we got? Close. We've got a clause. Okay, so either we're coordinating two uh, two, two heads of noun phrases, mm-hmm. we're coordinating two noun phrases, or we're coordinating two clauses. Because if we think about she, she is at the beginning of only those things, right? Beginning of a, na- a pronoun, beginning of a noun phrase, beginning of a, a clause. So now we go back over here. We say to ourselves, um what's female here? The adjective? Yeah. yeah, it's an adjective. Notice it's modified by an adverb. Um so we can't be coordinating that adjective to a pronoun. But maybe the adjective is it's not a noun phrase. Is the adjective it's not a noun phrase? No, so we can't be coordinating two noun phrases. We can't be coordinating um, pronoun to an adjective. We can't be coordinating two noun phrases because there's not a noun phrase on the other side. So what is there? What's left? A clause. Notice not a predicate, but a clause, because the second one, we know the thing that starts with she, that has to be a clause, not just a predicate, because the subject is there. So now we're looking for the clause that's on the other side of Anne. What's the clause that's on the other side of Anne? The, other, the intruder other intruder was decidedly female. Okay, right. The other intruder was decidedly female. So that's one clause. And she was rapidly opening and closing the doors under the main work area. And that's the other clause. So that when well, we make a big box here, so include everything, we've got a clause. As you take two clauses and put them together, you get a big clause. Coordinate them. What's the function of this clause? Pardon me? The clause? Well, this one I actually have a trick for. Mm-hmm. It turns out that clauses can have three different functions. We can have clauses that are conjuncts. Notice that each individual clause here is a conjunct. Um, of the two littler clauses that make it up. We can have a subordinate clause, and that, that has a bunch of different subordinate clause functions. Or we can have a main clause. And that's really the entire sentence. So, what's the function of this? Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. Now we've got that other and. What's closing? Uh It's a verb. Notice it's not a verb phrase by itself, right? And it's not a predicate by itself. What comes, right, what comes right before the end? Opening. opening. Okay, what kind of thing is opening? It's a verb. The get two verbs right next to each other. They have the same form, even. Right? They're both lexical verbs that are in the ing form to mark that they're progressive. Where's the auxiliary that goes with those two ing forms? Was. Was. So it goes with both of them. Because it goes with both of them, notice, we have to be coordinating these two before we include the was, or even the rapidly. So notice, notice that the rapidly, in fact, modifies both opening and closing. So what we have here is opening and closing. Those are verbs that make up conjuncts. And this is also a big verb, as it happens, a lexical verb. OK, this lexical verb, what's its function? Verbs. Lexical verbs only have two functions. Lexical verb function number one: conjunct. That's what each of those individual verbs is. Lexical function number. Lexical verb function number two: main verb. Main verb. So this is the main verb. Okay. Um. Suddenly, the male burglar hissed in pain and pulled out a bleeding and obviously painful hand. Okay, what are our um, coordinating conjunctions? And and and. And an and yeah. and. And let's start with the, the second one. No particular reason, just looks like fun to me. After the, after the um, and, what do we got? Obviously. We got obviously, what's obviously? Uh, I it's an adverb. It's also an adverb phrasal by itself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Is there a bigger unit to which obviously belongs? Obviously painful. Obviously painful. What's that? Adjective. Adjective. Adjective phrase. Is there another thing bigger than that that obviously belongs to? Obviously painful. Okay, does it? Is there a subsection of a, a noun phrase that could be worked like that? Because remember, the noun needs a determiner. It's a singular count noun. Uh, so where's the beginning of that noun phrase? Abating okay. and obviously. Okay, So the first thing we notice is hand can't be part of this. This thing we're coordinating. The question is, are we coordinating to something to obviously or are we can coordinate something with obviously painful? Obviously painful. And the answer is obviously painful because the thing that comes before the verb is an adjective which is the head of an adjective phrase, and an adjective phrase all by itself. We don't include the up in this coordination because it's not part of the coordination, right? It's modifying hand. It has no function inside an adjective phrase. So we've got obviously painful, and we've got bleeding. And those are adjective phrases. And we know we're coordinating adjective phrases and not adjectives because the second add thing Has an adverb modifier in it that's only modifying that thing, and so it's making an adjective phrase all by itself. So we've got an adjective phrase coordinated with another adjective phrase, and notice we notice very easily it's stuck down in the middle of a noun phrase between the determiner and the, the head noun. What is an adjective? What is the function of an adjective phrase that's in that position? It's attributive. We can also just call it noun modifying for a more general function, but we're going to call it attributive here because we want to remember that. Attributive is a kind of uh, modification. Okay, that was easy. Um, We've got this other and here. What is being coordinated there? What's the first conjunct? It's being joined by that and. Histamine. Okay, the first conjunct, the first conjunct, the one that comes before the end. Okay, are we coordinating pain with something? Is there a noun or a noun phrase that immediately follows? It's not pain. It's not a noun or a noun phrase that we're coordinating. If we put in pain together, we've got a prepositional phrase. Are we coordinating it with another prepositional phrase? No. If we put the hist in pain, right, we have a predicate. Is there another predicate that comes after the end? What is it? Right. So we're coordinating this and this. Notice that if we try to coordinate suddenly the male burglar hissed in pain with pulled out a bleeding and obviously painful hand, well, we go to... Notice you can always test these things by flipping the order. And notice that pulled out a bleeding and obviously painful hand and suddenly the main burglar hissed in pain... Is gibberish, right? If flipping it produces gibberish, you don't want to say that they go, they're they go together. Okay. So histin pain and pulled out a bleeding and obviously painful hand. That's a predicate. What's its function? Yeah. All the questions I ask are not hard. Sometimes they're really, really easy. Okay. As he looked in the cupboard. He spotted a strangely shaped object with an oddly shaped and razor sharp lid. I have a question. Yeah. Why do we have to include uh bleeding in uh, uh, bl- why do we have to include what? Uh, after pulled out I mean is hiss, in pain and pulled out. Started. Okay. Hist in pain is a verb plus it's only a b- uh, plus it's only modifier in pain, right? That makes a predicate. Pulled out is a verb and a particle. And it's if we're going to get a predicate to coordinate with it, we're going to need to include, remember, a verb phrase, all of its modifiers, complements, and objects. Well, there's an object to pull down, that, and that's a bleeding and obviously painful hand. That's the object of pull out. That's part of that predicate. That's why we have to include it. We can't coordinate a predicate with a verb phrase. We can't coordinate a, and we can't coordinate hist and pulled out, just together, because if we did that, well, first of all, there'd be the in pain and no place to put it, right? But crucially, um, hist can't take a bleeding and obviously painful hand as its object. When you coordinate two noun phrases, uh, two, two different, when you coordinate two verbs or two verb phrases, any objects, modifiers, or complements have to go with the whole coordination. So this can't just be the object of one of the two verbs. So notice you can say he wrote and edited a book. Because both write and edit can happen to the book. He wrote a book and edited the book, right? Um, but you can't say um, um, he. Um, Thought and wrote a book where the coordination is between thought and wrote because you can't think a book. Right? There you have to be coordinating two whole predicates, thought and write a book. Um, is that clear? Uh, what are our ands in H? What are our ands? What are our coordinating conjunctions in H? And. And. We only have the one there, as much fun as coordination is. Um, what are we coordinating here? And those two things are what? Adjective, Adjective phrases. Adjective phrases. Now, I would say that that's almost entirely, uh, that's the simple, single most likely reading. That is, that only thing, the only thing that oddly modifies is shape. Notice when I was saying I was coordinating two adjectives, shape and razor sharp, then I'd be claiming that oddly modified both of them. And I don't think that's, in fact, the normal interpretation for this. Though I wouldn't mark it wrong because I think the a possible uh, interpretation where what you are mean is an oddly sharp, and oddly razor-shaped um, lid. Razor-sharp lid, not shape. Um, I think the most likely reading is the one you gave me where you're coordinating two adjectives. You're coordinating two, uh, two adjective phrases. You're coordinating two adjective phrases. Notice what you've got is this. <coughs> And since that makes an adjective phrase, what's it, what's it doing? It's attributive. It's a It's stuck nicely down in the middle of an ad- adjective phrase before the noun had it modified. But notice, the other reading is, I think, a strain but possible. The other reading, notice, gives you an oddly shaped and razor sharp lid. And that's where you coordinate an adjective shaped and an adjective razor sharp. And the oddly modifies both of them. And that gives you an adjective, which is, makes a big head of an adjective phrase. I think that's a less likely reading. I think it's much more likely that oddly only modifies shaped. But when you claim something like this, you're explicitly claiming that the adjective here The big part of the adverb here modifies both parts of the coordination. So there is actually a meaning difference there. Um, Then quiet but distinct thumps became audible from upstairs and the two searchers looked at each other and broke for the door. doesn't sound weird. I mean, I wrote it to have a lot of coordination in it, but a lot of coordination is really common in English so that um, it's not at all odd to see this much coordination. It's just a weird way to write. You haven't written until you've sat down and say, now I need to have adjective phrases in all available roles. Um, it's amazing how much it kills the part of your brain that normally would come up and say, is that beautiful? Is that nice grinding? Is that whatever? Because all of the people for is something that sounds relatively natural and has the grammatical structures I want. <laughs> um, OK, let's start with but. What being coordinated by but? Um, quiet, and quiet. quiet and distinct, right. Notice not quiet and distinct thumps, right? Because quiet, but distinct together, modify thoughts. Okay. Um, there's two possible analyses here. Give me one. Um, they could both be adjectives and they both make one big head. Right. They could both be adjectives and both make the big <coughs> head of the adjective phrase, quiet but distinct. What's the other possible analysis? Right, they could both be adjective phrases. If they're both adjective phrases, what's their function? Attributed. Attributive. Notice that when you have nothing else in the adjective phrase, you can't tell the difference between coordinating adjectives and adjective phrases. Notice if I have said something like Jane and Bill, where you have two nouns that are also noun phrases, or potentially noun phrases. You can't tell whether what you're coordinating is two nouns or two noun phrases because there's no modifiers to those nouns. The nouns are either nouns or noun phrases. Once you've made a decision that one of them is a noun, you've made the decision that the other one is a noun, and they're coordinated at that level. Right? Then, quiet but distinct thumps became audible from upstairs, and the two sisters looked at each other and wrote to the door. Let's go with the second one, because I underlined it in red. Um, not all decisions are, you know, carefully reasoned. <laughs> What's, what is that and um, doing? What's this? Okay, look after the act, right? We've got broke. That could be either a verb, a verb phrase, or the beginning of a predicate, broke for the door. We look back on the other side. We've got each other, a noun phrase. We've got at each other, a prepositional phrase. We've got looked at each other, a predicate. That's the first time we get to something that matches the stuff on the other side, these must be the coordination of two predicates. We've got look at each other and broke for the door. It's kind of like playing concentration. Once you've identified the available things over here, then only the things that are that match it are available on the other side. So we've got um, looked at each other and broke for the door. What's that? think Predicate. Now, we go to the green end. Um, We've got, (laughs) after and, we've got a determiner, the. We've got a noun phrase, the two searchers. We've got a cold clause. The two searchers looked at each other and broke for the door. On the other side, we've got a noun, phrase, upstairs, in this case. Uh, Do we have a coordination of upstairs and the two searchers? No. No. Um, That that just sounds really weird, (laughs) right? We've got from upstairs, which is a prepositional phrase, and we don't have a prepositional phrase on the other side. We know we're not coordinating a noun or a determiner or a noun phrase. The, The next thing we had left was a clause, so we must be coordinating to a clause on the other side. What's the clause on the other side that we're coordinating to? Exactly. This whole thing is a clause. And this whole thing is a clause. And that means this whole thing is a clause. And it would be the main. Clause. And it would be the main clause. Now there's a tradition in traditional grammar, thank you, for talking about conjoined clauses that make a main clause as though each of the conjuncts is a main clause. Um, there's a tradition for talking about conjuncts as though they are individually filling the, the, the big function. You want to note that they don't act like it. I mean, they act like they're, they're, they, they fill the big function as a group, I mean, together. But you don't, you don't want to be surprised when you meet that in, in traditional um, terminology. So we have big to... names. The fun- the structure is clause. The function is conjunct Yeah. Okay. We have fifteen minutes. Good. What? Is it design.